Welcome to episode three of Girls on Transparent. Dara and I had a special guest join us for this one from the cast of Transparent, actress Hari Neff. Hari plays Giddle on the show, um, the transgender aunt of Mora, who was persecuted for her gender identity in Nazi Germany during the show's flashbacks to Berlin in 1933. Hari is a trans woman herself who is the first trans woman to ever be signed to IMG Models. In fact, she's only 23 years old, but her career is on fire right now. Um, she has huge modeling gigs happening all over the world, which uh, she just returned from and somehow spoke more eloquently than we ever have through her jet lag. Um, and she uh, is uh, acting in prestigious projects like Transparent and being a very inspiring and outspoken activist uh, in general. It's crazy to talk to someone that young who's already impacting the world so much, but that's what we did. She's just, in general, an awesome, fun person to talk to. And uh, yeah, take a listen to episode three of Girls on Transparent with our girl of the hour, Hari Neff. So let's roll on into it. Do it. Here we go. Uh, our third episode of Girls on Transparent, and we have uh, <laughs> a girl of Transparent yeah. herself in this very room. Hard enough. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Um, how's it going? How's it's, life? It's ha- life. Life good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's happening. Life good. Life's life's happening. It's just rolling right along uh-huh. ahead of schedule. Um, ahead of schedule. Or maybe like on schedule. Yeah. Maybe even Who's behind schedule. schedule? Um, the schedule of your dreams, schedule your childhood of, dreams. Um, my destiny. Yeah, okay, no, I like kidding. that. Nope. <laughs> Nobody has a destiny. Nothing happens for <laughs> any reason. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm 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 jet lagged. I'm a little low energy, but I'm like already feeling invigorated by the scintillating conversation. I can oh, feel get out of here! Bubbling. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! <laughs> Yeah, I, I've, I have my teeth, so I'll be okay. There you go. So you were in Milano. Yeah, I was in Milano. And Milano. Milano. How's your Italian? Um, after my trip to Milan, it's great. No, yeah. It's like... Um, it's you probably didn't have to speak it at all. No, not yeah. really. No. I mean, like, grazie, prego. Okay, that's good. Scusi. Lo- uh-huh. Lots of scusi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And you were walking the runway? Yeah, I was a worldwide exclusive for Gucci. So I did my first European runway. Wow. It was super fun. And was it a good experience? Or are you like, check, on to the next? Oh, my God. The opposite of check, on to the next. It was like (laughs) an amazing experience. Um, I mean, it's fun. It's like theater. Like, to, you know, do a show, it's like you rehearse, and then you go, and there are a bunch of people there, and you have a character. Uh And um, the whole team. like crazy parties afterwards? Well, I was I was I was a Gucci exclusive, so I like couldn't actually really go to like any other shows or any other parties. I I right. did end up like accidentally going to one because I was just like going around with my friend, but like <laughs> I was an exclusive, which okay. is on and off the runway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which wait, which which I was thrilled to be. But yes, not complaining. Yeah, but just you explaining. Know. But like also like even if I wasn't, if if I weren't exclusive, like. It's so tiring to like, cause like not only, cause if you're an exclusive, it's like you're not just doing the show. It's like you're doing the hair and makeup test, you're doing the fitting, you're doing like multiple like lighting rehearsals, like where you're, you know, it's like it was tiring. I wanted to sleep. Yeah. How long were you there for? Mm, left Saturday, came back Tuesday. Okay. Quick. Yeah. Quick, but. A quick trip will mess yeah. you up. Yeah. Qu- quick and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I went right from the airport on Tuesday to a photo shoot. 
I don't even remember what I've been doing since then. I, I had I just like like errands and like you know going to the agencies and like mm-hmm. signing papers and. This is really new. So IMG, the signing happened how long ago? Like May. Okay. Um, and it's and since so it's like that happened and then Transparent happened. I mean, take us through the past. I don't know how far back we want to go, but twenty three years. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think we're both um, struggling for words because we are such transparent heads that we're like very much in the world of the show and your character, and then we want to find out everything about you also. So we're grappling with which moment of hariness to start with. So the modeling happened before the acting. I mean, like, kind like it depends. Like it depends. Okay. It's like. I was acting the whole time, but like in college. Right. How about let's take it back to take Little back. Hari. It was, it's a Little Hari? It's a Little Hari. It was, it was the dark and Dancing and singing. It was the dark and stormy <laughs> night. Dark and stormy night with um, a microphone in your hand? The dark and stormy night with a microphone in my hand. Yeah. She was a little girl who just wanted to be an actress. <laughs> and oh, we would have been friends. Model. And... She, um, I don't know. So it was always the dream. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was the dream. Yeah, I think it was the dream. Mm-hmm. Like it was just kind of like anything's possible, but like this is, I just kept doing acting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why. My, I mean, I, I, like since I was five, I was doing it, and I just kept doing it, even though I was like, oh, maybe I'll like, be, you know, my mom was like, don't be an actor, like be a journalist, like be <laughs> like, a. Be an entrepreneur like me and your father, like you know. Um, Massachusetts, Newton. Yeah, Newton, okay. Newton, Massachusetts, suburbs. Siblings. Um, yeah, I, I have a little sister. I also have two stepsisters who um, lived in Philadelphia, and now one of them lives in New York. I had it, it was it, I have like the double family, like okay. the two fit, like the you know bipartisan thing. Um, Jewish. But, Jewish oh, oh honey, oh honey, <laughs> of course. Just making oh, sure. I did not know. Of course, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I did not know. I did no. Oh yeah, no, very, know. very Jewish. I mean, like not like extremely Jewish, but like. But for sure. But like. Reform. But enough that the parents right. are like, "Don't be an actor." Yeah, no. <laughs> it makes us like, very nervous. Well, yeah, it's like you know, like all of my parents, you know, they. You know, they're from the Jew generation where, like, they went from being, like, Jews in the 60s to white in the 70s. So it was, like, there there was very much a narrative there of, like, you got to work hard and you can make it. Like, like my whole family is, like, a really big fan of capitalism. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 it really worked for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did, you, did they come from Europe? Are no, they first? Okay. no, it's like that fourth generation thing where like you still kind of have this like vague sense that you're like an outsider and an immigrant, but you're actually not. Right. And so. then it can all be taken <laughs> away at any moment, even but, though that hasn't happened yet. Right, right, yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. it's the epigenetics exactly. that oh, make you feel. We go. We're going to keep tying we'll it back. We'll come back to that. Let's, let's dive right into <laughs> it, ladies and gentlemen. Well, yeah, I mean like this, I mean the, the role on Transparent kind of felt like the, the you know, the gauntlet for me because it was like the trans Jewish role for like the trans Jewish girl yeah like so did she write that role and then she met you or she met you and then she wrote the role Mm -hmm. it happened at the exact same time what happened I mean Jill was thinking about going to Berlin Uh for this storyline and she was like 
because you know they were talking about like Tansa Gettle, Tansa Gettle, Tansa Gettle. Like that's in season one, so the character already existed. But you know, Joe was thinking maybe Tansa Gettle was like a trans man or something. Like mm-hmm. maybe Tansa Gettle was trans or something. And then she met me, and then she was like, "Oh, okay, this is Tansa Gettle." Or like that's that's what she says anyway. I don't really I don't really know, I don't really know what her process is. Had um, you known about the show? You'd seen the show, fan of the show before you met Jill. I presume. Oh yeah, I I was watching the show. I like was watching the show, wanting to be on the show. Like this is a great show. It appeals to me on various and sundry superficial levels and less superficial levels. So I was very into it. I think I definitely like resisted watching it for a while because everyone was like, Oh, you have to watch this show about trans. I'm like, Oh, what? Like you just like want me to watch a show about trans. Cause like, what? Like, why, why do you want me to watch a show about trans? Like, right, 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 right. Like, Oh, like, you know, like, why do I have to watch this? But then I watched it and I was like, okay, now I know I had to watch it. Like, like, you know, it's, yeah, it was like, um, that's because we were just talking about that. Like when people tell you that you have to watch a show, like I'm always like I don't have to watch any show. <laughs> right, right. Like it's hard to be ordered because there's like so much stuff that everyone's constantly telling you you have to watch. Well, I, I was I was just talking with my friend Maya about this about how like the weird uncanny valley feeling when when you feel like media is like tailored too acutely like to your exact interests and sensibilities like mm-hmm. like 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 if you're like you know, checking out at like Urban Outfitters and you see a book, it's like how to be like a cute single trans girl in New York. Like just kidding, lol. And like if you're like, this exists and you're everything like, exists for everybody now and it's right. all over the place. Everything is niche and everything is And you get so angry, it's like you wanna throw mm-hmm. up, like you feel like like there's like a dossier of you somewhere, like in a thing, but there are like yeah. one million other ones too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you think, you know, I don't know. That's kind of how watching transparent felt. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just so kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Before you watched it. The idea of watching it. Well, no, but even watching it, it was like, you know, I remember at Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving after Transparent came out, you know, the whole, like, reformed Jewish crew, like, one by one, we were just like, did you watch Transparent? Like, did you watch, did you watch Transparent? Oh, my God, it was, like, it it, it was us. Yeah. Well, so, okay, can you take us, we're we're skipping around, but can you take us to where you were at that time that the first season came out? So I was in college. I was watching it in my dorm room. (laughs) Yeah. Theater um, student? Yeah, I I, I, I was a theater student. Okay. Um, And I was just kind of like watching it. I, I didn't. I, I had this connection to the show. I don't really know whether I was... I don't really remember at what point I became aware of the connection. Like, Faith... Like, I knew Faith Soloway from, like, a while back. She was my camp counselor when That's I was so a crazy. kid. Had you guys um, kept in touch? Like, Facebook. Yeah, but, like, okay. not, like... like I didn't so talk to her. It was, like, likes and stuff. And, you know, that was kind of my way into the show I think I think Faith kind of tipped Jill off because Faith was following me on Facebook so at that point you weren't in a circle with other trans um, actors and creative people yet well I kind of creative people yes not actors because I I was in New York you know I had like I was working in fashion and stuff and you know I had been interning and I went out a lot so I definitely like had a, um, a community 
of you know trans creatives that is like still very important to me like I, I love all these girls and guys and people <laughs> but it wasn't like I had like the Hollywood connection or anything I completely lucked out on that front with like Faith Soloway basically um, wow. Yeah, no, it, it, it was it was like were sheer th- dumb luck. Were these, were people such as like Alexander Billings and Lady J and other people involved in, in the show, were they on your radar? Did you, were you saying to yourself, this is a place that I'd like to get, you know, to, to be where they are? Were they role models of sorts? Well, I definitely like looked Alexandra and Trace up after the show. Um, Our Lady J ha- wasn't working on the show yet. Um, I think I was kind of aware of her just because she was kind of like a queer celebrity, but it was really like seeing Trace and Alexandra on the show and like, of course, Laverne, like, you know, on Orange is the New Black and, you know, I was definitely just like really like Googling them and IMDBing them and being like, damn, like, There's I'm, I'm, I'm really happy these people exist. Like, it makes me feel good that these people exist, like. And they're also really talented and really beautiful. And yeah, I I was just relieved by their existence mm-hmm. and also just like seeing the amazing work that they did on the show. It's yeah. like, it was comforting because that, that last year of college, especially if you're going to be an actor, it's like, it's terrifying. For anybody. Last year yeah. of college is depressing. <laughs> yeah. It's depressing, it's awesome, terrifying. but depressing. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. that final semester where you're trying to like, still get like an A but like also (laughs) find a job and like be a person and a student at the same time like that was the craziest part and I was literally stressed 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 like right up until the moment I like got really lucky and like got two crazy jobs on like one day yeah what was the other job modeling it was like someone called you and said, hey, let's do this show. Well, no, no, it was, it was like I signed IMG and Transparent on the same day. No. What? Well, it was all kind What's of... What's the date? <laughs> you know the date. No, I... I, well, you should, you... I think it's May 24th, 2015. <laughs> wow. Because I graduated like... Plan your weddings for that day. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... Well, it was all no. It was it was all kind of intertwined because I had met with IMG and was like waiting to hear from them, and then they sent me the contracts for Transparent, and I forwarded those contracts to IMG and was like, "Help, please!" (laughs) Like, like I don't know if you want to sign me, but like. I don't know what to do right now, and and they were like, That's "Oh, so brilliant!" Did you yeah, have but like subtext of like well, a lot they, of people want me right yeah, now. Right, well, well, get well, on this. well, no, I mean yeah. it was it was like I mean I don't like it's not like I signed with IMG like because of transparent like it was like all like forthcoming, yeah. but it kind of got you know it was like it was Fire like it was like that up. weird summer moment. It kind of got like sped up because yeah. I needed help. You know, I mean, not that like you know the I the transparent contract was like particularly like daunting or like mean or crazy or anything. It was just like I had never done this before. Oh, totally. So I just management. You needed. You needed. People. I, I I mean, like this isn't to say anything about transparent, but like it's like all of like the contracty like industry stuff. Like it's very scary and very daunting. And like I didn't know anything about it going into it. And I like. It, it just puts you on a crash course. Crash course, yeah. It's something that nobody ever talks about. Nobody ever likes to acknowledge, like, 
that like all this paperwork exists. And if you don't do it right, you're you're not in a good place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Amazon is not like a mom and pop shop, so that's not like <laughs> let's write this on a napkin. <laughs> well, right. I mean, like there there's definitely like kind of like a family dynamic for Amazon video like it it's still very new yeah, I'm sure and like, around you the nucleus of the show yeah I mean like you know even Jeff Bezos you know he's just yeah but even Jeff Bezos <laughs> yeah. is not writing up those contracts no 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 but yeah. like you know like he's there like he's around mm-hmm. like he's like with the whole team like right. at the things no I mean like I mean working with Amazon's been amazing like working with IMG was amazing it all just kind of you know like happened at the same time it's a lot for a human yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot for a human <laughs> so so faith reached out to you um that's how the well, transparent yeah, thing actually draw us a picture of oh this, yeah this we're 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 really jumping around i'm sorry i wish i could like have done this more neatly for you no this no that that um, would be our job so that um transparent contract thing happened maybe three months after i had spent an evening with jill Okay. I had met her for the first time. Faith had given her my contact. She'd been following me on like Instagram and Twitter for like maybe like six months or something. And she emailed me out of the blue on a school night like, hey, my date for a gala bailed on me and I'm being honored. Do you want to be my date? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I don't have a paper to tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So like, I, I like, I you know I was a child I like had this like one awful dress and I like <laughs> put it on and like when did her makeup with her and like we just hung out that, and that was your first meeting yeah we met you know starting with a bang yeah it was like we, we we hit it off we had like that's you know it was just a good connection and then she Instagrammed you guys from that night. Yeah, right? she was like... Because I remember that. I think this is why I had this feeling that, like, when you came on the show, I felt like I already knew you, but I couldn't place where. But I think it might go back to that Instagram. And I was like, who is she with? And contributes to this this myth of Hari Neff in my mind. Yeah. Of, like, you've been around for a very long time, even though it actually hasn't been that long. But you just suddenly started just... Right. Up. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it just kind of... You know, she... she she just put me on like I will always be able to just like point to that one person and be like thank you for everything like thank you for starting my career like thank you for giving me something I was not entitled to and like but that you were ready for I guess I was ready for it. You probably didn't, I, I didn't feel, feel like, like yeah. I was ready for it. <laughs> well, no, because like when it was all happening, I was so excited. I was so excited. I was on a cloud. I literally thought I would like never go hungry again and that, you know, I was just going to have this like amazing career with like no problems. And then I got to LA like after the whole like, you know, I was like, it was like, whoosh, like I was like in LA doing a thing. And then I went to like Sweden to shoot a campaign. And then I came back and then I was like in the house like for the summer. Like, I had a week before I had to do anything, and then I just cried for, like, a week. I, like, didn't leave my house. It's just, it was just overwhelming. Yeah, just it was, it was, happening. it was, like, what's, like, it was, it was crazy. Crazy. It you still crazy. live in, in New York, in the uh, city? Yeah, I, I still live here. I was in, I was in L.A. for the summer to do Transparent, but, right. um, Do you back. remember, did she, what, what was spoken about Transparent and you that first night? Did she bring it up then did she say hey you know I have this thought or was it it's subsequent meetings only like 
one no, another. No, I mean, it's Genesis. like, it's, it's we like, we want to be the flies on the wall. You yeah. know, af- after the gala, you know, after a little wine, maybe, like, you know, smoking a cigarette outside in Times Square, she was just like, she, she was filming me on her iPhone. She's just like, camera loves you. You're going to be on the show. Oh my God. I'm going to get you on the show. And I was just like, what? Wow. And she's just like, no, you're gonna be. I'll, I'll find a way. I'm gonna. I'm thinking like Berlin. I'm like Berlin. She's like, yeah. I'm thinking like the Institute. Oh no, I don't want to say much. I don't want to say much. <laughs> you have that on film. You have that on iPhone. No, but I. I, I you have. I, I have a. I have a video that she, there's a video on Instagram that she took of me where I'm like smoking a cigarette and there's a horse behind me and it was like <laughs> it was great. like really weird. Um, <sighs> And, and I was in, so of course, like, you know, trust me, like, even like, you know, at that point, I was already, you know, I'd been in New York for four years. Like, I knew that, like, you know, established creatives, like, really like to, you know, a lot of the time they just blow smoke yeah. and they tell you how great you are and they say they're going to book you for this, this, and this, and then nothing ever happens. So I was just like, okay whatever <laughs> like thank you so much for an amazing evening it was so good to meet you like I would love to work with you but like I was walking away from that like you know maybe I'll fly out for like a week and like I'll do like one episode you know like a cameo like it's probably just gonna like throw me in the background somewhere like that'd be great that would be great right. that would be great keeping your expectations realistic yeah wow and then having and then, them explode oh my goodness yeah. okay and then so can we get into it uh, <laughs> Are yeah. we ready to talk about the show? Can't love, yeah, let's do it. Well, okay, first of all, maybe you can help us clear up a debate that we had on the podcast before. Okay. About Giddle. Okay. Because Dara recalled that in season one, they do always refer to her as Giddle and not Gershon. But then Rose says Gershon to Allie in season two. So the question was, what, like, what did the, how did the family think about that character? Did they think it was Aunt Giddle? Well, yeah. Did they, they know that she was trans? Well, they they didn't know. Well, that that's the thing. It's like they knew Aunt Giddle because of, like, you know, I'm sure Rose was like, oh, yeah, this is like your Aunt Giddle's ring. It died in the Holocaust or, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. She died in the Holocaust. Um so like 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 Aunt Giddle is the myth, and then the Gershon thing. You know, I don't. Who knows why she said Gershon? Yeah, I think you said it well. Like it's, she's older, and but like you know, like memories, like, are... like 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 she she she's older. I mean, it's like you know, especially like like the name and the pronouns thing. You definitely didn't really have that back then, so right. it was definitely more fluid. I mean, I was reading some reviews of Transparent where they were like misgendering Giddle, <laughs> like, and it was just kind of like oh. Like wow, you, you, you really missed it. <laughs> you just missed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, Still working on that. Yeah, but like I, I think that I mean she's. No, that makes sense. All of that makes sense. I mean, they, Rose certainly would have considered her, her sister. Yeah. And not necessarily then shared the fact that she was born. The, she was right. With her, oh, with right. the rest no, of her family. She, she, she wouldn't have sh- shared that. She, right. I mean, I think it's kind of implied that it was never like, yes. uh, you know, I mean, if she, she she never shared the gender identity stuff. It was just like, you had an aunt get all. Mm-hmm. She didn't oh, make so it. Good. But then Allie triggers Gershon to her. Because it's interesting because I read before the season premiere. Well, Allie that looks like a boy. 
like you know right. she, she 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 probably looks more like you know whatever Gershon looked like before Gershon was Kittle you know totally like <laughs> we wanted to like chart it out like who you could draw parallels to to whom in the ancestral line yeah it's interesting you because know? Gershon does feel like Ali's most direct ancestor mm-hmm. even though it's like from birth it's from Rose but then Ali's like inherited these things from Rose and Gershon which is like in the bonfire scene well, when they're yeah, like all and, looking and, at each and other. And like, right. you know, like Gittle would have been the black sheep of that generation and Allie is definitely the black sheep of the current generation. And I right. think that the black sheepness between them is related mm-hmm. and inherited, but she'll, she'll never really know that history. So she'll continue to kind of question her role in the family without really knowing why. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder if it would be comforting to know where that comes from. Like, is that a comfort to know that you've inherited these things? Or is it, like, depressing because you're like, oh, this was already set out for me? Yeah, I... It's it's weird because, like, like, I thought... I thought in the course of this season, like after Rare with Aurora was like, I thought there would be the big kind of like, like, you know, like, 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 like Strindberg, like Pinter, like Arthur Miller moment where they find out the great (laughs) tragedy of the family's history and all of a sudden everything in the present makes sense. Mm -hmm. But they never had that moment, which I think, was a big statement to make. Um, I mean, I was expecting the moment, but it never happened. And I'm still trying to figure out what it means that all of this stuff happened and the audience knows it happened. And Allie maybe kind of knows it happened, but nobody actually knows it happened. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's 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 over. Like, it's there's not going to be more Berlin stuff. I'm pretty sure. Like, you it know, feels o- it feels like 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 it, it, it feels over to a me. Chapter closed, I, I might yeah. be wrong. You know, I don't know, but because when you have drama with your family, you always take it at like face value and like look at the people who are directly involved in it. Mm-hmm. You don't think about the lineage of like whatever trauma is going on in your family. Right. Right. And they even um. I talked to my therapist about that. <laughs> This is therapy right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, guys. Wait, I'm, I want to like chuck the yeah, um, edit, homophobic. Edit nice. nice shot. Yes. <laughs> the homophobic sister, Mora's sister. The transphobic sister. Transphobic and probably and probably homophobic. homophobic. Oh, oh, right. No, she was because homophobic. Son, she's been on right? the record saying that she was. Anti. She's a she's a phobic. And I. She's a phobe. The, right. <laughs> All the phobes. Um, the first time I watched episode one of the season. I connected Giddle and her son, I guess Simon, as if he were also probably somehow Because connected. that's when we well, first see Giddle. It cuts to yeah, you and no, him. Um, Bashir, who is, is, is the guy who, who played Cousin Simon, is the only character in the history of Transparent to ever be both in the current storyline and the flashback storyline. Bashir is very special. Whoa. So, so, oh, so he, I mean, because he, he, I mean, I, it, I think it was more of a cinema thing where they needed to kind of like tie it up like temporally, like in that mm-hmm. thing, like mm-hmm. going from the wedding to the thing. But if you look in so the scenes, him, he's, he's there. Yeah. That's some good transparent trivia right there. Yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is the only character? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no. We've but- a lot of that, you know, characters carrying over from different 
episodes, different seasons, and right. all that. But oh my not god, that. the actual Eileen Miles like lurking in the yes. corner of like every shot with yeah, Cherry Joe. Yeah, <laughs> and then she just walks out of her office. Yeah. The end. Oh my god. Yeah. Or like Jill as the naughty doggy. Yes. <laughs> so good. So great. Um, question: What were you told about what kind of accent to do? Oh my god, this was a whole thing. Yes, we have a lot of questions about the accent. Yeah, the whole direction of. I had my Yiddish accent like ready to go. Like I studied it. I had um, a coach for it. Like oh, I thought, so I thought that we were going to do it like for the thing. But then it was like, <laughs> it, like no, Jill was like, maybe we're going to do like some of it in German. Maybe it's not going to be an English accent. And then like very close to shoot date, Jill was like, listen, like, I don't want this to feel like yields. I don't want it to feel like a period piece. I want it to feel like part of the show. And I was like. Yes. <laughs> sure, everyone but that didn't was mean relieved. no accent because there's still some accents. If there was, it was literally us just like muscle memorying the lines that we had already rehearsed in the Very accent. Interesting, because Michaela too, like you Michaela hear kind it. Michaela, it's like in and out. It. It's like, <laughs> and then sometimes she's just like so Michaela. It's 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 gray area. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you it's, can't, there's some words, Yiddish words, they just can't really say without <laughs> having that. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like we had the and like. I had to go back into the recording studio to like re-record my Yiddish pronunciations. Like that that thing where I said lachayim, I didn't have enough, so I had to go back in the studio. Some Yiddish ADR. Yeah, that's really I'm funny. Like, wow, I really am reform. Like, yikes. But that make that. I mean, we sort of said so much in not as not as clearly but the, no like, i was i was overreaching it. for meaning behind right. the light mm-hmm. accent and Which that works as well the most obvious answer is usually the right answer well, well i mean we're was, in the world of the show it, it, it was almost so many different things right yeah like we wanted it to feel accurate like we but we wanted to connect it to the show but i think i think that it it brings up this idea about transparent you know, the idea of even just, like, language, the way language is used on the show and the way the text is used for the show and that, like, kind of there really is no text. Like, you have so many... It's, like, one of, like, the most, like, mumblecore kind... Like, post-mumble... Like, you know, it's, like, people just kind of, like... Because Jill allows us to improv so much. Are you um, improving while you're shooting or do you improv during rehearsal and then try to use that? Shooting... Yeah. Literally, like, if you, like, she's like, as long as you say, like, this, 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 and this, you can do whatever you want to get from, to like, to the different points. Like, it's not, no, this is why I love Jill. Like, y- you know, I think that, like, 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 my favorite parts of Transparent, it's like, you know, like, in the first, in, in the pilot, where, like, they're all walking up uh-huh. to the uh-huh. house, and they're saying all these different yeah. things at the same time, uh-huh. but you can, like, hear them, and they're clearly just ad-libbing and being the funny people that they are. Yeah. That's what the, also the, in the opening first, scene of the season. Yeah, the wedding, that yeah. first scene. None of that was planned. Oh my god, like like Mora getting misgendered, that wasn't planned. That was like Jeffrey Tambor like reacting the, I mean, to that, that actor. That that, yeah. that 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 was the actor like not knowing like what was up. Wow. And Jeffrey not missing a beat. <laughs> Just like, yeah, no, it's You're like, having like a Jeffrey I'm moment ha- now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my, my it's, life is a Jeffrey moment. <laughs> Um, but it's the those tiny, tiny little things paired with the biggest themes and ideas 
that make up this show that well, it's well, like right and like in order to have the freedom you know to keep that aesthetic alive in this in the flashback like you kind of just have to have the plain la english like you kind of just have to hold on to that a little bit i mean you know for like i don't know i kind of you know watching the family scenes there i think they have the pfefferman i think we had the pfefferman dynamic and i think a big part of the pfefferman dynamic is that kind of fast and loose Mm -hmm. dialogue i don't know maybe Yeah, offhanded, just yeah. throwaway things, and being very clever to hide mm. things sometimes. Right, <sighs> can be a defense. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. or literally saying everything that comes into your head without thinking about it first. Right, no consequences or yeah. boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so Hari, like, how are you handling this moment where you are breaking into your career in this amazing, powerful way? But then you also have this additional thing where you're now uh, a spokesperson. You're an inspiration to people who desperately need that in their lives. Um, How like do you ever have moments where you're like, I just want to like be an actor and a model and, (laughs) you know, and like it's it's like a lot. It must be a lot to keep all that in your head. Yeah. I mean, I I, this is this is what I got to do. Yeah. And this is what I want to do. I mean, there are some days where I'm like, I want to save the world Uh and like be a trans beacon of light for everybody. And like, I'm Superwoman. And then there are some days where I'm like, if one more person asks me when I knew I was trans, (laughs) I'm going to throw myself down the stairs <laughs> yeah and then i'm gonna do it again right. <laughs> like and then throw them down the stairs like but like, then you do something like lenny letter well that's and why then it like blows up and that's it's why so i have meaningful. to but like i wanted to write the lenny letter thing because i want people to know how weird this is yeah and i don't want people to think that the fact that it's weird makes it any less necessary and like it doesn't make me ungrateful or reluctant it's just weird and it's something that other people don't have to deal with and to be honest like because i have this moment it's like and like the community has this moment it's i just i just think i i i think that people take sort of they take it for granted that i can do both of these things at the same time and have you know, me be an actress as they know an actress and an advocate as they know an advocate. But, like, the things are so weirdly intertwined and, like, you know, fortify and infect each other on so many different weird levels. I think it can only sort of fine-tune the ethics of the people that I'm going to work with and the people who are consuming trans people in the media for the first time. It can only sort of... You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get people to like, you know, do this in the right way, like consume us in the right way, see us in the right way, if there is a right way, and not just like stare at us or right, and be fascinated by or expect sort of us to educate them, yeah. especially when like, you know, as much as I am an advocate, I feel like I'm just kind of like in the eye of the storm, like 
it's not like I'm watching wisely as all of these things happen. It's like I'm just the thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I'm a part of this thing. I'm not like it's not like I was like you know watching on a cliff like as the sun rose over the trans sky finally (laughs) it was like it was like but you are able to look and say i am in this position to be this beacon of you know positivity around this and and that that speaks to you and that that is important to you it's important to me but it's also scary because like people say that there's a trans movement that there's like a trans people and there's a trans community but like what is the trans community like other than the fact that like we like all of our gender identities are non-vanilla like everyone is so different everyone has different desires everyone has different politics different relationships to their body to the world and you know if we have you know trans advocates out there being like this is what being trans means like you're gonna piss people off and you're gonna disenfranchise people and you're going to erase the experiences of certain people. So like, I'm always trying to like keep the conversation open and like sort of decenter it from like me and like encourage them to talk to not just like anyone other than me, but like just others, Mm -hmm. you know, especially, you know, I mean, it, it has to be said that, you know, the people who are getting asked about this stuff and given a platform, like, are trans women that fall into a certain category. It's like, you know, you don't get, you know, it's like, you don't really see non-binary trans people on TV. You see many more, like many more white trans people than, you know, black or, you know, Latina or Latino or, you know, just like any, you know, you see a lot of white trans people, you know, in this moment, you don't see as many trans people of color. there are no non-binary trans people visible for all intents and purposes. I mean, there are some, like, you know, Tyler Ford, who's amazing and a really good friend of mine. Like, you know, they're just getting tacked onto this movement. Whether they should or shouldn't be is, like, up for them to say. There's just a lot of peeps out there. But, you know, trans women who have places to live and, like, jobs, or trans people even those tend to be like white ones that have a little bit of money maybe like you Mm -hmm. know it's so hard otherwise and most trans people don't even make it you know in the podcast room of the Hollywood Reporter Mm -hmm. so you have to talk about those people right do do you feel that there is a a new that we're in a new wave of this movement since over the past year two years really I mean yeah it's felt like a year that at least in my sort of you know world that it's it's reached a a point of like this is very out in the mainstream discussion and language and I mean it's 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 out there like the seeds have been planted but like I'm almost kicking myself right now because I'm literally just sitting here being like you have to talk about these people you have to talk about it and like that's all I'm saying because we don't have these people up here, out here with us. So that's what I want to see. Yeah. You know, my powers are limited, you know, in terms of, like, what I can actually do for this movement. Like, I feel, because it's really not up to me. It's up to the people in conference rooms to, like, you know, yes, like, we have, like, you know, the Caitlins of the world. Like, we know that this exists, and everybody can name a trans person. Now it's time to, like, hire us and 
date us publicly and you know put legislation in place for us so that we can have housing and employment and healthcare and like not be you know not have this liability where it can be taken away from us at any time because we're gender non-conforming yeah well i mean that's what i'd really like to see but in your <laughs> role and your world and what you're doing now i mean what what can you do you're a performer right you can seek those roles and tell those stories and well i'm i'm seeking the roles i'm telling the stories right now i'm in the process of like firming up affiliations with like advocacy groups i mean it's like you know trying to you know it's i mean li- listen i will say it's like it's like i'm trying to have my career and have my advocacy and like make rent and like eat well you know it's like it's it's just a lot of stuff and I'm like trying to do it at a certain pace but I think that you know like I want to keep working because like this you know like modeling and acting it's like it's what I can do it's how I can build my platform and as that platform builds I just want to dedicate more and more of it to you know, the trans community and advocating for it. It's kind of like, you know, it's... Sometimes I, you know, I mean, I've, I've said before that I'm not sure I, w- you know, acting is a little bit more just like in my tummy. I don't really know why. But in terms of modeling, it's like, I'm not sure I would be modeling if I weren't trans. I'm not sure I would be modeling if I didn't like have a mission, you know, to. You're ins- not sure that you would want to, or that you would have found the success. Both, I mean, of course. I mean, every every girl wants to be a model, like kind of yeah. a little bit. But it's also like I every always. Every girl wants to be told that they could be a model. <laughs> well, right, but it, it's it's always like, I I remember early on I was saying yes to all of like the photo shoots, even though I was in school and stuff. I was kind of doing it because it seemed like a very obvious like link to like destigmatizing trans people and trans bodies and the way they look because I mean I was always so obsessed with fashion and beauty culture and I always thought that the bodies that were implicated in fashion imagery were so beautiful and I always wanted to look like them and be like them and I never could so I was like I was kind of doing it for like you know I was like what if my body was in there you know like maybe I think it would have helped me so maybe it could help other people yeah I don't like to sit here and be like me being cute in a magazine helps people <laughs> like I think me it being does. cute in a magazine and talking about it, it like really could, could help people more yeah. than just like doing it right I mean I you know there are you know like not everybody you know not all trans girls want to talk about this mm-hmm. like there are trans models that like that that, that aren't trans models like got it yeah you know like huh. that you know it, it it's it's hard what's your interaction like with them do they, are you are are they more open to talking with you or are are they just sort of like it's not a thing it's- i mean i don't interact with them like this is just hiss that i hear in the industry and like you know like like i it's it's just gossip but it's like those girls would never talk to me mm-hmm 
or like or like would be very hesitant to talk to me i'm sure i mean you know i like listen i don't i don't want to stir any like yeah. rumor mills i'm just saying like it obviously like, exists trans- everywhere in, in all communities what i'm trying all. to say yeah. is like trans people are out here and like if they're not being you know out and proud like you know america tells us you should be like it's not their fault like it's your fault <laughs> like not your fault but no right. our fault you know so it's like complicated <laughs> like 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 i wish you know it's like like i'm so like like i'm 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 tired of gender i'm tired of the discourse i'm tired of the big deal around it but at the same time, I feel like it's kind of what you need right now to like drive these ideas home for people. I hope. Sorry, I mean, are are are, are do you want to just keep talking about this? Because like, because I can go all day. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get tired of talking about gender sometimes, and then I'm like, but what a great well, problem to have that we're tired of talking about gender. That's well, awesome. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like it's necessary right now. As you 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 made a really good metaphor earlier today that that language we keep sort of. Even the word cisgender to me is like the last like four months I learned that word, something like that. I, know, I mean, but like if, if, if you're a woman, you still need to think about your gender and talk about your gender all the time. Exactly. I mean, the, but, but uh, language and thinking about these things is somewhat new. And, and you were describing how, you know, we keep having these conceptions and then they just keep getting broken down. I mean, like new. It's, I, it's new. You keep reaching for impi- a way to talk about gender and those words aren't there anymore you can't use them anymore these these words have been created because like the imperial english language did not make words to like interrogate the most basic ideas that like hold it and its myriad empires together (laughs) well said well said right mic drop We, we, we are creating words like cisgender and transgender to like interrogate the most basic things about our society that are violent and oppress people and the fact that we're just like the fact that we even have to like create words to talk about this like shows that there is a very deep-seated historical issue at play and so much trauma mm-hmm. you know that we inherit as a you know epigenetics like from the past right. yeah so I mean my hope is that these are just transitional <laughs> pun intended words where like I hope we don't even have to say transgender and cisgender anymore in like a hundred years because somebody will just be able to like rock out on their gender and it won't matter and it'll just be like like I like I just I I feel like be I think I think the term transgender especially in this country like the definitions it's taking on are reductive because I feel like people kind of like if you say trans to most people, like, they're going to think of, like, Caitlyn first, and they're going to think of, like, Laverne, and maybe if you, like, trickle down to, like, you know, more of the esoteric, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, maybe they'll think of, like, me, or, like, you know, like, 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 Andrea, or, like, you know, it's like, but we are all, like, binary trans women, you know, like, we've all, you know, had a little something, I mean, I mean, it's like, I, you know, like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about, like, you know, like, 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 we've all, like, transitioned, we've all, like, you know, we're all transitioning, we're all kind of, like, exploring our femininity, we've all sort of taken the time to, like, you know, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a vision of trans people that does not apply to all trans people. Right. That's certainly another level that has not been explored as much, I would say. Like. And that's why a big part, this show is so important in, in this 
yeah growth and and of understanding and and that right like that's one of the reasons why i don't mind that jeffrey tamboris's actor plays mora a trans woman because you like this is a trans person just figuring out their transition like you don't know how far she wants to go medically. You don't know if she wants to get on hormones. You don't want to know if she's had, you know, cosmetic surgery or, you know, any kind of gender confirming surgery. Like, you don't know that. And I think that's something that the show is going to explore. And, you know, a lot of the trans women actors who are out here have done those things probably i mean i you know like let's not even start the surgery conversation but like you know like we we look like women like like you know like conventional women as people know them you know mora looks like a woman as far as i'm concerned but it's more difficult for people to see that right you know like we have to be able to look at like billy the quarterback who comes out as a trans woman and be like yes like you know, yeah. Like it's it's not about the way you look. Right. No, because then my mind starts going crazy when I think, okay, like Giddle looks more traditionally feminine than like Allie often does. So like, what what does being a woman even mean? Like, who, who is that? Is it the same? Th- are they talking about the same thing? Well, Do they feel the same way? It's so different for everybody that like. I mean, the, but the, we're all using the same two words. It's crazy. A lot of the men I met who like are particularly interested in trans women always tell me that like trans women are more feminine than cis women. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, yikes. I but but well, I mean, here's like you do kind of get like with trans women. You do, you know, a lot. A lot of times, we feel like we have to really embody femininity, like a plus, because that's the only way we're gonna get by, or like not harassed or like killed. So, like, being a conventionally pretty girl, like, you know, you have like Jermaine Greer, you know, being like, being a man in a dress, like, doesn't make you a woman. It's like, well. It might not make you, you know, like, it makes me, like, alive, like, when I walk down the street, like, you know, like, passing, you know, like, so what, when, when you're talking about, like, this image of femininity, you know, trans women versus cis women, I think that that's true a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, we tend to invest a lot in looking and appearing feminine. Yeah. Can but, I ask you about something yeah. I, you said? Um something that struck me as different from how I think we conventionally think of the idea of being gay, which is that it's not a choice, that you're sort of born that way, Mm -hmm. right? And then I read that you said, being a woman is an option, being trans is an option. There are options that appeal to me. And that that was, that struck me, because that that seems to be sort of saying a different thing than I would have thought, which is yeah, being a woman is how I was born and not an option. Th- that's something that I said a while ago, and I still kind of agree with it, but I think it needs a lot more explanation than I gave it. Uh, yeah. I was talking about my own personal experience. I don't see anything fundamental about gender. I don't think we are born as a gender I think we're gendered and I think we go through things that lead us to 
align with a certain gender and to see our gender in a certain way, especially when we're given such limited options. Everybody has their own relationship to it. But I feel like because medical transition is available and because gender is a social construct, why can't you choose? Like, I've gotten into arguments with radical feminists who say, I can't just choose not to be a woman. And I want to say, actually, you can. If you don't want to be, you know, it's like you're always going to be misgendered as a woman, probably, by people who don't understand you. Like, you're never going to be, you know, if you want to transition, you won't be a, you will never be a cis male. I will never be a cis woman. I will never have the same advantages and experiences as a cis woman. However, that doesn't mean I'm not a woman. And that doesn't mean that the issues that I have to deal with don't come from the same place of the issues that cis women have to deal with mm-hmm. come from. Like the, the grammar on that was really convoluted, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like the, like, you know, you make the choice to transition. Oftentimes it's a choice between life or death, but it's something that you seize for yourself and it's empowering. It's something that only trans people have and that nobody can take away from them. It's like cool. So like maybe trans isn't an option when death is the only alternative, but like what I was trying to get at there is that being trans and openly trans implies like a seizure of your own identity, which like is very empowering and definitely difficult, but ultimately like kind of amazing in punk rock. The idea of gender in this way is like blowing the lid off of no, well, always at the know, end of these like conversations, amazing. I don't know what gender is anymore. It's like, right. like I have no grasp on the well, word right it's, now. I mean, like, I was always kind of like a spoiled brat. Like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. I don't have to be anything I don't want to be. But, like, why not? Yeah. I mean, it's like, listen, like, I, like, this is, all, like, this is for me. Like, I walk down the street and, like, talk to people. And, like, people misgender me all the time. It's like, people don't see me as a woman. But, like, you know, like, a lot of the time they don't. So not, a lot of the time they do, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just varies. And you also but, make the choice to not go in that direction that yeah. people would. Right. You don't. Ca- I mean, it, that's that's part of. I think. Right, but like, I I can't control what people think of me, and like, I want to live in like my own authenticity and reality, and also it's like, who even passes for female anymore? It's like, or passes for male. It's like you know, like women who don't conform to like the very ideal of like beauty it's like if you know a guy is telling you you're ugly or you're fat or you're something they're telling you you're not passing for female enough it's all the same thing mm-hmm. do you have time to just ask about the idol wild then i we just oh we, we, we Quickly, had a yeah. we had a sorry we i went, really i really no, go that off that was everything that was yeah. everything. amazing we just went back and forth a little bit on the bonfire and the policy of mm-hmm. idol wild Slash Michigan Women's Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of and not accepting. You, of yeah. not accepting, right, of not being open to trans women being there. Do you have a feeling one way or the other? Is the policy valid in a way? Is it is it bullshit? I mean. Well, that's, that's what I was trying to say before uh, when I was talking about radical feminists. Like, I don't really know why radical feminists invoke the same 
like gender essentialist body essentialist discourse that constitutes the construct of gender under patriarchy to begin with like essentializing what a woman is to the parts that she was born with Hmm. is the bread and butter of patriarchy like Mm -hmm. so we need like an entire generation to sort of all of our uh, of the mindset to shift and then i i mean it's like yeah you know because because that is the reality now that it would make sense that these women would feel like well you did have this sort of privilege and way of living that i can't well here's here's the thing it's like what I'm, what I said before, it's like I will never be a cis woman. I will never know what it's like to grow up and have people regard me as female. I, I'll never know what it was like to be conditioned to like make myself smaller and be submissive to men. Like I will never know what that's like. I will never have those experiences. How wet, and you know, maybe you know, I was, you know, maybe you know, like you know, my outspokenness, my drive, or anything, maybe that, maybe some of that I did inherit from being socialized as male. However, now that I am not presenting as male, and now that I am not identifying as male, when I open up my mouth to maybe speak and you know, assert my ideas, people don't listen to me anymore. And the fact that I have to, in other trans people. Have, trans women have to deal with like you know the threat of not passing and the threat of not even seeing the fundamental like pro- like idea of our gender is seen as valid like that discrimination comes from the same exact place of like you know cis misogyny it's all it's all coming from mean guys it's all coming from like like above like the government and you know white dude white says dudes with money hundreds of years of that like 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 the same reason that like women struggle to get abortions you know across the united states is the same reason that like i didn't have access to like fertility preservation options when I just started my transition when you know because like you know transitioning medically sterilizes you it's like I didn't have the resources that I needed readily at hand to you know like preserve my like you know like specimen if I wanted to have a biological like 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 the things that block me from that are the same things that block women from you know like getting abortions and you know it's 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 all kind of the same thing yeah so you know, I would look at a radical feminist and just be like, like, your shit is different from my shit, but, like, it's the same butt that's, like, pooping the shit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think the show does represent it as a f- also a kind of generational thing, that those were older radical feminists who have not been thinking about this for very long, maybe. I mean, that, that whole second wave movement came from, like, white, upper-middle-class, college students like women college students like on university campuses like it came from a very narrow like you know like women of color were very seldom included in that whole like you know 
70s second wave discourse like trans women aren't the only people that that discourse includes and unfortunately because of like you know power structures that definition of feminism has come to represent this like huge definition of feminism which is you know why we need intersectional feminism feminism that looks at not just your identity as a woman but your other identities as like a person of color or a trans woman or a disabled person because this stuff doesn't exist in a vacuum and that's what I would say to the radical feminists. Well um, okay, one last quick question, because you were talking about language, and I've read that Jill doesn't say action and cut because she doesn't like to use those words, those kind of violent words. Is that true when she's shooting? Because I've always wanted to know then what she says instead of action and cut. I don't... Maybe you don't remember observing that. I don't remember... I don't... I just imagine Jill being like, and let's begin. <laughs> or like, and I mean, here we are. I mean, I mean, I don't know if the action... I don't remember. Like, I, I don't know. You know I, I don't want to get in trouble. I mean, no, okay. I, somebody was definitely saying something for like start and stop. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I don't... Um, well, it's an interesting I'm, idea, though, because the people... I've read this several times, and the point was that those are inherently like male view male gaze male director this like men are always controlling the sets kind of language and now we're gonna yeah jill jill definitely operates far outside of that i'm telling you it's like we do the script we do the readings and then it's just like toss the script over your shoulder and say it the way you want to say it and yes you know it's like you know jill be like you have to say this yeah you have to say this she'll just like tell you what to say but she won't tell you how to say it you know she's never yelling at anybody right she's never she's never just like she's never going on a trip about like her vision or whatever she takes the you know the the product the end result is informed by her collaborators just as much as her and that's why it's so good good. (laughs) there you go yes um what's next for you what's your next big thing Mm. traveling more hanging out i'm going to the sag awards i'm super super psyched about that that's Um, awesome you know i i'm there's some more fashion stuff coming um i've been going out on some auditions for some new stuff maybe some more tv stuff do you think you'll stay in the family of transparent in some way or another well, Jill, Jill wants to bring back the flashback people. Like, oh, like you know, she 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 did it with Michaela. Mm-hmm. Right. She did it a little bit with Bradley. It's like she definitely has us in kind of like a little repertory cast. I don't know if it'll right. be next season, but I I I'd, I'd love to come back for something. I think you know, I think she wants that, but it just has to work with the storytelling. We want that. We want yeah. that. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, that I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I um I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to be doing fashion week. So I'm super into that. I, I, I also just, I signed with an acting agency, so that'll be announced yeah. Which one? soon. Can I can't, you say it? It'll be okay. announced soon. Can't, can't <laughs> tell. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't tell. I almost told you at the beginning, uh, but, then okay. I, <laughs> but then I did it. <laughs> um, um, what about 
about lecturing or, or teaching or anything like that? Um, is that like a thing? I'm going to do a TED Talk. Are you? In a couple Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. We could drop that on the live order for it. Uh, yeah, okay. that's great. It, it's, it's like a TEDx thing. I think it's at, it's, it's at, a, it's at, it's at a university. I, I won't say which one yet. But awesome. Okay. I have to start working on that. You, I think you got it. You're good. I have to start working on that. Just transcribe what you just um, said yeah, to well, us well, and send you'll be in good yeah. shape. Yeah. Well, right, right, right. Um, okay. Like, yeah, just like acting and modeling in bears oh my yes. <laughs> um, and on that note yes yeah all right thank this you Hari. so fantastic thank you so yeah, much thank you so much i i really woke myself up there i was so dead at the beginning do you remember that <laughs> yeah i couldn't do that jet lag so yeah, yeah. Kudos. okay cool yay, yay. bye <laughs>